Welcome to Double the Vision podcast with your hosts, Dontrees Hazelette and Ethan Hilton. We are seniors at Philadelphia University, now known as Jefferson University, um, and we're graduating this semester. So this podcast is actually a project for our senior public policy class, but we're going to just let it be whatever it be afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, basically what Don Tree said. Um, I'm Ethan. I'm I'm a senior. Um, this is for our senior public policy class again, and I'm excited to start recording. Um, we've been doing a lot of planning for basically the last month, and yeah, I'm really yeah, excited. It's been real. Yeah. Real now, so we're into our first episode where we'll be talking about sports teams and their social movements and how impactful they may or may not be in the overall social movement of Black Lives Matter and what's going on in the world. So, right. So uh, before before we get into um, that topic, I did want to, however, uh, bring up. The recent events of you know what happened in the ruling with uh, Breonna Taylor's uh, murder and um, mm-hmm. how that only uh, one officer got indicted, but it wasn't for killing her. It, it was just for shooting into their uh, her neighbor's apartment. So no mm-hmm. officers were charged um, for her murder. You know, no justice was served at all. Once again. And I, I just wanted to, you know, get your thoughts, Don Trees, on that. And then um, I just want to, I'll speak on it after a little bit. Um, first of all, I say rest in peace to Brianna Taylor and, and true peace. And that I'm sorry to her family that this is what they had to experience. Um, I honestly am hurt, but not surprised at all. And it sucks because I'm I'm not surprised. Um, our criminal justice system is a joke, and they don't value black lives, and definitely not black female lives, not black women at all. Um, I feel personally disrespected. Imagine sleep and someone coming in shooting you and killing you and then someone saying oh no the wall next door that that's the problem that's where the the issue lies like put sound a noise or whatever complaint over a human life over a human life exactly and like I, I honestly I I'm lost for words. I'm more so just hurt. But I have seen with this is a lot of people coming out to talk now. A lot of people showing their faces, speaking up. A lot of people actively being involved in protests. And I think everything that is happening right now, the death of Breonna Taylor, this all for change. I'm not saying that uh, it should have been at the expense of her life at all. That's not what I'm saying. But 
because it was at the expense of her life. I definitely see the change coming. I see people speaking up. I see people coming together. I see Black people uniting. And, oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Like, you know, protecting one another. So, first and foremost, like I said, rest in peace. Rest in true peace. How do you feel, Ethan? What do you you see this as? I mean, it's it's really a dehumanizing, I feel. Um, first of all, like you said, um, she's a person. She's a black woman. I, I really feel like you know society, American society as a whole, but definitely the police. They don't see us as human. You know, mm-hmm. they just see us maybe as what uh, they see us as. You know, problem or you know like just not a life. Like Breonna Taylor was an EMT. She she she, per, she was protecting and serving her community as an EMT, something the police are not doing currently. And yeah, I just feel like I I truly feel for her family and, you know, definitely rest in peace to her. It's crazy that she could just, you know, die in her sleep like that and no justice at all. But like you said, the wall in her neighbor's house got, you know, like the police got charged for that. It's very, it's very dehumanizing and it's not surprising. And I'm honestly just tired. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful for, you know, the movements that are going on right now and everything like that. But um, yeah, it's, I, I, I hope there's an end in sight, but I don't really see an end in sight currently as far as, you know, the police mistreatment of black people. Um, it's something that's ingrained in American society, and it's gonna it's gonna take a it's gonna take a while to um, really see real change. But um, sure, I I don't disagree with that. That it's definitely gonna take a while to see some change, real change. But I also just wanna you know off on the tangent a little bit. What is real change anymore? Because this is a a repeated cycle. You know, this is yeah. not something new. Um, every what's so five years, 10 years, they want to put a new law into place, say, oh, no, you can't do this. Don't discriminate against that. It's wrong if you do this. But then we've already ingrained it into people so much. People are going to continue to act that way or the things that they've been doing that are causing many problems in black society or just doing harm to any um, black life. Mm-hmm institutionally or anywhere, socially, anywhere. Um, Then the next 10 years, then what is it again? So I don't know. I think this time, 2020 has definitely been something wild and it has been full of so many changes. And I'd see a lot of things from a different light, mostly a spiritual light, but this time, I just don't see things being the same. I see things turning up. I see things really turning up. And America definitely has um, something to look out for, for sure. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you see it that way. Maybe you see something that I'm not seeing. And I, I really hope, I really hope there is change. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just, you know, seeing seeing it from my point of view um 
America's system. I really don't know. Um, you asked, like, what is real change? I guess I'll answer that. Real change for me is, you know, people talk about defunding the police. I am for that. I feel that I'm not saying there shouldn't be police at all. But what I am saying is the police ref- gets too much funding every year. They're, for some of the things that they have, they are militarized. There's no reason that the police should be militarized, maybe for certain occasions. I mean, but those are extremely rare. So there's no reason why they should have that much, that much things. That mm-hmm. money that they are receiving for all that expensive equipment and um, weaponry that they do have could be put back into community programs, into developing areas where, where people of color are living, where these quote-unquote um, you know, problem areas are that they like to say. But, you know, yeah, really putting that money back into the community like it's supposed to be. Because I feel like right. if you can't, you can't meet a problem with force, I feel. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's just two negative things. That's not going to, I don't really see how that helps. And we're seeing that it's continuing to fail. And you know, the elections coming up and everything like that. People talk about voting. Of course, you should go vote. But I don't feel like this has anything to do with Biden or Trump, because during President Obama, black people were still getting killed in the streets. So I feel like this is a deeper, deeper issue. And I don't really trust the American system because I feel that it's a broken system against black people. That's why it's so hard for me to have hope because I'm just like this system set up for us to fail in, to, in the, the be, to begin with. So I don't really know. That's why I like to defund the police because at least like I can see, yeah, we're taking this money and we're putting it into other things that need to be done, more important things, more local things, you know, deep rooted, not, yeah, like, you know, in the boots on the ground in the community. Sorry, I'm having trouble mm-hmm. getting my words out, but yeah. That's why I really like that movement. And I'm hoping that, you know, some cities in the um, United States, obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but maybe some communities like in Minneapolis or something like that, some other places will, you know, take the initiative and actually try it out and we can see how it goes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, I, that's what I have to say about that. All right. Okay. So, well, let's lead that into our conversation for today about sports teams and what they're doing right now. So we know that um, different sports teams have made statements about Black Lives Matters or put up banners or just show some type of support for Black Lives Matter. Um, right. One being the biggest one is the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And I've seen from watching games, they have uh, Black Lives Matter sign on their floor, on the gym floor. Um, A lot of the players have quotes or statements on... There are jerseys saying, like, respect us, are we next, Um, justice, peace for all, stuff like that. Um, On their jerseys, people have written uh, statements on their shoes, like, 
rest in peace, Brianna Taylor, life about Brianna Taylor, um, right. things like that. And like they have segments um, in between the games where they talk about Black Lives Matter and what they're doing right now. So, um, how do you feel like that plays a part into the current social justice movement? You think that on the court, they are as well, how do you feel about what they've done so far, like the, the talks and the signs and the jerseys and stuff like that? Um, I think I think it's been a nice gesture. I think um as far as it making a a real difference, um as of right now, I don't really know. Um maybe in the future hopefully um things will be different. I mean, I do know that um, some NBA teams are opening up their arenas uh, for voting and things like that as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, as we know, voting, I mean, voting will fix some of the issues, but will it fix all of the issues? I don't know. I think that's another conversation. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I like the NBA compared to um, other sports, some uh, associations in America. I mean, especially, you know, compared to the NFL and, um, yeah, leaks like that. I feel, um, well, it wasn't only the NBA that canceled games and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I believe the NHL did as well, possibly the MLB. Not 100% sure, but I do know the NHL did as well. Um, it was a little weird, though, because I know that they were talking about canceling their seasons. There was talk mm-hmm. of that. And so over what's going on. Um, so I just want to know, well, I mean, one of the questions I did have, because I know the Lakers and the Clippers did vote to cancel the seasons, which was huge because those are two big playoff teams and everything like that, that have championship, that could win the championship. I thought that was pretty big, but I'm thinking, so they didn't vote to do that. Why? Like, you know, what was, what was the, what was the thinking behind that um, is, that's because I think that would have been a bigger statement. I don't know what you think. Like if they decided to cancel the season because of everything that's going on, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. I think that that's actually showing like they're losing a lot more money. They're already losing a lot of money now because of like coronavirus and having no fans at the games and everything like that. But for them okay. to, you know, really, really put their main revenue stream on the line, you know, even TV, deal, TV deals are out the window by canceling the rest of their season, that would have been a huge statement from the NBA, but they decided not to. Why? I don't know. I know different teams voted on it, but what now? I, I know, like, I don't really see how, I mean, besides, you know, the voting and things like that, which is kind of 50, 50 with voting, voter suppression, everything like that. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't know if it's really making a big difference. The NBA is maybe, but the NFL. I don't like the NFL in the first place. I think it's majorly hypocritical. Hypocritical that they're even talking mm-hmm. about this subject. That they <laughs> that they just, <laughs> right that they just had what maybe three months ago they had a team called I'm not even going to say the name, but they changed the name to the Washington Football Team. Okay, cool. But then Colin Kaepernick is blacklisted for protesting the same thing that they're saying that they're supposedly about now. Right. This is why this is why I can't trust these big 
organizations or corporations, you know, mm-hmm. putting these, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's something to fit in. And I, I kind of think it's, you know, they're just trying to be on the right side of history, possibly. I don't really think they actually mean it. But um, what, what was your uh, opinion on that? Um, okay, so I kind of want to talk about what do you like the role of these players? Like, okay, so football players, they're basketball players, baseball players, they are not in the political scene. Yeah. And um, so how much do we put on them to, to make a difference? I definitely agree. I definitely think that they should be saying something like people are watching you, putting their money, investing into you. The same people that are doing these things are getting out here, are out here getting killed, you know, out here being brutalized by police. So I feel like it definitely should be stepping up and saying something. But what all should they do? I know that what is it LeBron starting like a, a voters um voters something. He's doing something for voting to get people to vote more. I can't remember the name of it, no apologies. Um and just I'm even simply making statements. I believe that should like I said I believe that they should but how far they go into supporting Black Lives Matter and other movements just like how much responsibility do you actually put on them oh I mean I I feel like they have a lot of responsibility because, I mean, a lot of the athletes in a lot of American professional leagues, I mean, probably barring MLB and NHL, are predominantly African-American. They have black Mm -hmm. athletes. So I still feel like these these men and women can still be killed at the hands of the police, no matter Mm -hmm. how much money they're making. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. they're still seen as a black person. Maybe not LeBron James, because, you know, obviously they're going to see it's LeBron or uh, other bigger players. But still, it still can be them. I I still don't rule that out. Many, um, I know Mo Harkless, I believe, who isn't a big player in the NBA, but is kind of well known um, Mm -hmm. to somebody that does follow basketball, did have a situation with the police recently. I was speaking to a friend about that. I'm not... 100% sure about the details, but that just shows that I do, this is a serious issue for them. They're not excluded Mm -hmm. from this. So I do praise them for using their voices, especially, you know, because they're, they're, they're citizens there. Most of them are American Mm -hmm. citizens. They have their first amendment right to speak up for anything that they want, positive Mm -hmm. or negative. So I feel like they have the right to do that. And it's so interesting sometimes, you know, on the right, and things like that. Recently, um, players, you know, from Laurel Ingram, I believe her name was on Fox News, to, you know, um, I believe she said to LeBron James or, and Kevin Durant to just shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was, it's so telling, the double standard that, you know, mm-hmm. um, these supposedly American right-wing 
whatever you want to call them, extremists, but they they have this double standard because I do know that um, in the beginning of this, probably in May, I think Drew Brees had made a statement that was controversial that I forgot what he, I should know what he said, but he said something that was against the protest and, you know, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. And a lot of um, black players in the um, NFL were up in arms, but I do know on Fox News specifically, Laura Ingram was in praise of Drew Brees for speaking up and um, saying what he had to say, you know, and it was against, you know, Black Lives Matter. And he has that right at the end of the day. He has that Mm -hmm. right to say what he wants. But I just thought it was so interesting that um, she was A-OK with what Drew Brees had to say. But, um, you know, with LeBron James Mm -hmm. and Kevin Durant, you know, um, you know, shut up and dribble. Why is it? Why is it such this two-sided thing? You know, like, what is the goal? What is the goal of the right in this whole thing, honestly? Like, how do they see this? But I, I, I may, that's not, you know, the subject of our show today. But it's just, <laughs> it's just some of the things that, I, that go through my mind. That's just like, you know, what is the solution? Do they see this as an issue, first of all? Second of all, what is their solution? Because... I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say this, but I just no. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. It. But this is our show. <laughs> this is our show. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's that's my that's my piece on it. I I do applaud the players for standing up for what they do believe in, and any player, honestly, because they're not just athletes. These people are human beings, and if they feel like they want to use their voice for something, go right ahead. It's, you know, it's a part of uh, what makes this country who who we are. You know, we supposedly have the First Amendment where you can say what you want, supposedly. That's supposedly not, was the right word to use. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to, yeah, that's why I just kind of want to establish, like, do they have responsibility? Like, is it just this is nice that they're doing it or is it like an official responsibility i want to bring up um there's a nascar driver what was his name um bubba wallace and Mm -hmm. he wore an i can't breathe shirt to an event and i don't know if it was later on that day or something like that he had also put a black hashtag black lives matter on it's NASCAR drive, uh, NASCAR, because uh, I guess there's like Confederate fat flags all over. Yeah. Yeah, NASCAR or wherever. Events and, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like you know what? Like I need to put Black Lives Matter. It needs to be some change around here. So he puts on his car, but he returns to his garage, and there is a noose hanging from the garage door and the fed said, Oh, we can't say that it's a hate crime. It just looks like a rope being pulled from, um, rope to control the door of the garage. And he had to, uh, defend himself about how this wasn't a publicity stunt for the upcoming race. So it's just like, 
what about those players who do speak out and then their lives are in a danger right after they're being threatened with nooses and then everyone is, oh, it's not a noose, it's just a rope. Like, you know, what do you do about that? What do you say? Um, I mean, it's just, it's honestly just a, uh, history repeating itself there's a very there's a lot of comparisons that you can draw from the civil rights movement of you know the 50s and 60s you know just a lot of like people um you know protesting outwardly or leaders of you know movements or predominant people that are that are speaking out did get you know threats and i see that as a threat if someone put a noose in my garage i see that as a threat to my life so, I mean, I, it's obviously, I don't like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's wrong, but I feel like it's just another thing. And, you know, the struggle for justice, people, mm-hmm. people are going to try to scare you. They're going to try to demoralize you. They don't want you to talk. They don't want you to use your voice. But I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously stay safe first, you know, first and foremost. Um, stay safe, you know, because we saw protesters getting beaten in the streets and I, you know, I applaud people who are willing to give their lives for the cause and things like that. I, think, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very noble, and things like that. Um, but as far as the news, I mean, I don't know how, if NASCAR is going to do anything about that. I mean, do they even know? They put uh, cameras in the garage, in the garages to monitor now. Like, so that that wasn't a thing before. Um, I'm trying to figure out, like, y'all got all this money, yeah, y'all didn't right. have no cameras. <laughs> right, right. Y'all didn't have not one, but... Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, I just, you know... I, I just... Thought, okay. No, yeah, I just wanted to say, I thought um, it's kind of comparable a little bit to what we saw in the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs game versus the Houston Texans in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the opening week on the Thursday night I think the game was and I know the players came out before the game on the field and were locking arms in solidarity another mm-hmm. another performative act but I mean hey if the players wanted to do that cool I just think it's I just don't trust NFL I don't I don't like that gotcha. <laughs> but anyway yeah they're they're going out to lock arms to end racism on the field and I guess um uh, uh, I know the it wasn't uh, the total capacity because of uh, COVID and everything. It was a limited capacity game at the Chiefs Stadium, and um, which is um, ironically called Arrowhead Stadium, which is racist. So anyway, we're not going to go into that. The uh, fans, were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the Chiefs fans, and maybe even Texan supporters. I don't know. It was in Kansas City. Were booing this um act of solidarity from the mm-hmm. NFL players and the NFL against um racism and things like that. So what does that mean to you? Um, you know, when you hear things that that you, fans were booing that. Like I that's I don't know. I wanted to get your opinion on that. Um so I think that it's just a way platform to expose what we really are dealing with here, how much unity threatens 
the the comfortability of people. It makes no sense that someone that people stand to lock arms in unity. <laughs> And for people to be mad about it, like, I think it's just, I don't know how to put anything, wouldn't put it in a a political aspect. I really just think it's just the humans. It's really just people in general. So with that being said, with that happening, what I feel like is the most appropriate thing to do to keep doing it I feel like making people mad with love is the way to go um with trying to unite is the way to go so I'm here for unlocking arms even though you know NFL and its problems for sure um here for the signs on gym floors. I'm here for people opting out of their seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if it exposes everything. Right. I'm, I don't feel like this is a time to shy away from the fact that people are racist, hateful, angry, disturbed, um, at all, even when it comes to sports. I think that this is where it can be exposed on a platform like this. I think that this should give NFL, the NBA, and all of these players more incentive to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. I, I feel like this should just lead, lead to more. Because either way it goes, I feel like this is people being informed. Um things that make them uncomfortable especially if you are someone who is racist or anything and you're watching an NBA game and you see players with all of these things on their uh all of these slogans on their jerseys and you see you're constantly seeing Black Lives Matter this and that either you're going to support you're not and where I go, you are informed that there is issues going on. Mm-hmm. So, even if the the result or the backlash is bad, even if it's the booing, yeah. even if it's, you know, whatever it is, people are being informed. People are waking up. People are seeing. People right. are hearing. People are feeling the true nature of what our country is in. And I feel like that leads to change. It needs action for sure, but that ultimately leads in change, even if it just starts with the mind, changing the mind. Yeah, I, I really like the point you made um, earlier as far as it not being a political issue. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a political issue. This is a, like a human issue, and I don't feel like we need our politicians, honestly, to maybe local officials possibly, but I don't feel like we need our politicians to make change mm-hmm. because, I mean, in America, there's too many career politicians. I don't really trust them. I don't think they have our best interests. They flip and flop just to get on the right side, just to get, you know, your vote. So mm-hmm. I feel like we should, 
you know, from this should be a real grassroots thing. And, you know, people, local officials, possibly, you know, really stepping up and making a real change for our, for mankind, for not Democrat or Republican, just to do what's right. Because we, I feel like we can all agree that Breonna Taylor dying is a bad thing. Like, mm -hmm. George Floyd being choked out is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. No matter how it happened, I don't care if it, well, like, obviously it was from a police officer, which is mm -hmm. why people are, you know, questioning or whatever, have second thoughts. But I feel like someone dying unjustly is a wrong thing, no mm -hmm. matter where you align on the political spectrum. It's, you see someone who could honestly be you, I guess, especially us being black people, but just, mm -hmm. I don't know, as a human, as you should feel some sort of compassion, maybe that's asking a lot for some people, but I should feel like I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but I feel like it's very telling that we even have backlash to people protesting someone's unjust death. Like, right. I feel like that says a lot about who we are as a, as a people that there's people against that like why like honestly like i don't i don't know i mean i do know get you now i get you but i definitely get you yeah i feel like we should be and i like that's why i like a lot of athletes um i guess coming out and uh saying things and it shouldn't just we shouldn't look up to um you know celebrities and athletes mm -hmm. and i mean if you do that's totally fine but I feel like we shouldn't look to them for answers. They can def they have money. They can supplement mm -hmm. the movement. Obviously, we can use that. But I feel like people should, you know, really think for themselves. And if you, f you feel that, that pain in your heart from hearing these things, that should motivate you to want to make a change, even if the change mm -hmm. that changed that, the ultimate change that we're looking for isn't in our lifetime, hopefully we can, you know, lay down the foundation to make that, make this not an issue a hundred years from now, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's definitely, I think always the goal, especially something that I always have to remind myself of because, you know, sometimes I really just be sitting and looking like, is this real? Are you serious? Like yeah. right now in like 2020, this is what's going on. Um, yeah, and I just be thinking, yeah, we just screwed. But you know, also the optimism in me and just everything that I, you know, I stand for. I just know that I have to make this a better place for the future generation. I have to make this a better place for my kids and my grandkids, yeah. just like our ancestors did for us. You know, right. wasn't this? You know. We probably wouldn't even be able to have this conversation, but we're sitting here on a podcast, two black people, beautiful, just, <laughs> just great black people sitting here talking about right. these issues and stuff like this openly. Yeah. And yeah. I just feel like all of the things, all of the shifts that they have made for us now that, you know, you see these black people on TV talking about social justice issues and stuff like that. Yeah, we did that in the past, but, you know, definitely didn't get enough as much as attention. You know, this, you know, wouldn't happen 
Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it wouldn't have happened. And I always just think that you have to honor growth that's that has been made and know that there is more growth to be made, even if times are hard and discouraging and just it just doesn't seem right. It don't look right. You have to see beyond right. yourself at the present moment and really put yourself your in your kids shoes do you want them to be dealing with this do you want them to be seeing themselves killed on national yeah. tv or someone that looks like them like yeah oh yes i agree with you we need to inform ourselves and make moves make moves like we just can't think about it Meditation with no action is just blind faith, you know? Yeah. So you just can't be sitting in the hole. Yes, I hope this changed. What are you doing? Are you signing petitions? Are you actively talking about it? Are you doing something? Behind you? And you don't have to be in a public scheme. You know, you don't. So yeah. I'm not in a lot. I used to be. I'm pretty low. But just make sure you're doing something. Yeah, even reading so a book. You're doing something. Reading. Yes, read. Yeah, just like reading up educating yourself on the past and history because mm-hmm. these things happen over and over again. So, yeah, I guess that kind of segues into, I guess, one of my, the last points that I had written down that I want, that mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about was just like, where do we go from here? And I feel like mm-hmm. you answered that a lot as far as just like, you know, action, action speaks louder than words. What are you doing? Are you truly enraged? I don't think we should be complacent in sitting back because, you know, it could be you. It could be me. It could be one of our loved ones. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when that happens, it's kind of not, it's not too little too late, but it's kind of just like, you know, you, we could have done something to hopefully prevent that. And Mm -hmm. I know I said that it can't be done overnight, but you never know. We got to start somewhere. And I never know. Yeah. It we, just take the first step sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you wanted to um, bring up anything else, but um, no, I just wanted to wrap up the episode with saying thank you for listening to our first episode. A few more to come, and depending on how you know how this goes, we might do this. <laughs> After graduation. So, yes. Thank right. you for listening to our first episode, Ethan. You have been great. So yeah. You've been great as well. Thank you for, you know, I guess, well, this is both of our show. I, I was yeah. going to say thank you for having me on, but I'll be back on next episode. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Double vision. <laughs> it's been fun. Let us, let us know what you think. Um, we'll have an Instagram page and other things yes. like that um, by the time. It's under construction. Yeah, by the time this um, recording is published. But, you know, definitely give us feedback and uh, share mm-hmm. this with, you know, somebody that you think may like it. And um, thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah. Have a great day, everybody.